You want to know why, Finero, before we get into this? Yeah, sure. Because everybody's listening. Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fidero. It's never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Welcome back to Rookie Fever, episode 271. And I am here, as always, with you, guest it, the feverish Fanero. Feverish Fanero. Is that to make up for the one time you missed it? (laughs) Fanero, and then bring it down, you know? Now you're one over. Yeah, it's good. I like the practice. Yeah. Feverish. So what we're doing today is some rookie rewinds. That's right. We had to cut it back to the 2021 class a little bit, really quick. I don't know how quick we'll be. We'll try. We'll try. (laughs) In a weird way, they know how quick they are, the listeners. They know how quick we're going to be. Before we do, because at this point in the show, they're like, well, we know that it's 48 minutes long, but at this point in the show, we have no idea. It's like time travel. It is. And we're we're rewinding (laughs) back in time to the 2021 classes, get a little bit of a pulse on how we feel today. So we're going to be using DynastyNerds.com trade calculator. Feverish, how can they join DynastyNerds.com before we get into this? Maybe they want to hop on and see some of the trade values that we're going to be using. But what we're going to be doing really quick is we're going to be trying to get behind these guys or we're going to be leaving them behind at some of the current Dynasty trade calculator values. We're not going to go through all the guys. We're going to try to get through a lot. So, like I said, hop on DynastyNerds.com. Use code what is it, feverish? Swags, while they're on their edge of their seat trying to figure out what this tr- what the show is truly about, we always go on and on about DynastyNerds.com because we love it. We talk about the trade browser. We talk about build your own trade. We talk about all the tools on the Dynasty GM suite of tools, including the league player shares, all of it. But I wanted to point out one thing we never talk about. Dude, the articles on that site are fantastic. They have great writers like Andrew Harbaugh. Dan Toomey, Rich Adams, Jake Oliver, and then our guy, Eric Quartz, a.k.a. E.K. Baller, who does a rookie, rookie player profile with me every year. And they have articles that are for Redraft, for Devi, for IDP. They're really fun articles to read. And I just wanted to like kind of just – we gloss over that. And there's a lot of hard uh, hardworking people pumping out like literally daily – um, some great articles. There's one I'm going to check out. The uh, it's called the 2022 rookie ran- uh, rookie running back landing spot analysis article. I uh, wanted to check that one out soon. But to answer your question, Swags, where you save 15% promo code Fever F E V E R save 15%. Um, and I know there's a GM Tool 2.0 coming out soon. So who knows if the nerds are going to let us keep on giving this promo out. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to be able to to sell those memberships pretty easy when they uh, revolutionize the already awesome Dynasty GM tool. So make sure to check that out. Sign up today. Yeah, I love it. So I guess we'll just hop right into this. Yeah, we better. There's One thing I want to say is this is Rookie Fever, and I don't think we need to waste time comparing like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson 
And I don't think anybody does. And if that's where you're wasting your time, you're basic. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, honestly, I'd love to have both those guys on my, either any of my teams. I think any of us would. Let's just leave it at that. Two young studs coming up, going to be together. Very similar value on dynastynerds.com. I can get behind it. I'll just say that. Yeah, they're, they're, they're worth their weight in gold. Yep. And, and that's a lot for Swagzilla Zero G to come out and say that it's a good point. A wide receiver. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, give me some Jamar Chase and give me some Justin Jefferson all day long. And that's probably a rookie fever influence of just like watching these guys <laughs> and, and seeing what they do and did in year one. But yeah, give me them all day long. And like I said, no need to waste time, right? I can get behind that. I can get behind both those players and that sentiment. What else can you get behind? I know you had a few that you said stood out to you a little bit. Yeah, so <laughs> I seemed to like wake up one day and and I thought I thought I um I thought I was bullish on this player, like more so than than most. And uh so when I went down and looked at his uh his um his points as uh, as Dynasty Nerds use a just to give everybody an idea, like somebody like Jamar Chase has nine thousand points, but just to give people an idea of value. Um, and Pat Fryermuth is the guy I wanted to talk about with nine hundred and forty five. His comparables were Dalton Schultz, Mike Jacecki, Cole Komet, and Irv Smith. So they're all right in that range, right around his uh, his point value and. I like him more than all those tight ends. I don't know about you. Graham Barfield uh, just tweeted out recently, it was two days ago, the top eight tight ends by fantasy points per game, going, dating back all the way to 2000. And Fryermuth was seven overall since 2000. So in the last, in the last 21 years, um, Pat Fryermuth was seven of all rookies. He had a nice rookie campaign. Um, and so if you, you remember... Gusecki, Cole Komet... Yep. Who was uh, the Dalton Schultz was Schultz. the highest of the values. Yep. And then Irv Smith. Uh, I know you're, I know yeah, you uh, I think, mentioned yeah, Irv I'm probably Smith. taking them all, but Irv. Yeah. Maybe not Komet. Maybe not Komet. But I'm you're taking, taking them all over Pat. I'm taking Gusecki and, um, I'll probably take Dalton Schultz because I feel like he's going to help me more right now. I, I, it doesn't feel as sexy, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm probably, I probably am taking those guys. Yeah, well, that, that's so maybe I am, maybe I am a little bullish. I felt when I was saying that, I just felt like I woke up one day. I felt like uh, all I was seeing was Pat Fryermuth hype, and Pat Fryermuth's gonna like freaking go nuts this season. And you know how sometimes you you go out and you buy you buy a car, and then all you see <laughs> is that car on the road. So I guess the day I I guess the day I woke up and decided Pat Fryermuth was my uh, my crush in the tight end garden. Um, all I was seeing was Pat Fryermuth tweets all of a sudden. Um, but I do remember, and I'm sure you do too, as we track the rookies every single year, that you know Eric Ebron was getting like 50% of the snap shares for like half the season. And uh, it wasn't until like week seven or eight, I think seven was their buy, so week eight, that he even started to you know get out there. He only had 79 targets and brought in 60 catches. And had seven touchdowns, which was sixth in the league at tight end. Had more touchdowns than Kittle, Ertz, Goddard, and 23 other starting tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um, Dynasty Nerds has them ranked at number nine and uh, and has Dalton Schultz over him. I would just flip-flop those two and put him at tight end eight. But it so seems like you, you would disagree. As a, from a productional standpoint. This year. For your fantasy team forever. Mm-hmm. What is his ceiling compared to what somebody like Gusecki did last year. Like he's going to, I mean, in best case he matches that. 
Oh, easily. Yeah, I'm not worried about easily? that at all. I yeah. mean, just he like he didn't good have season last year. Yeah, he did, but I mean, he he had more points than a lot of tight ends that I like, like Hawkinson and Noah Fant, and he's with the same quarterback. He's in has a better offensive coordinator, better coach, better situation. The team is smiling. Gasecki is a proven tight end, in my opinion. Is he ever going to be one of those top three to four tight ends that we talk about in the community? I don't think so, but I think he's I think he's a I think he's a way sexier Jason Witten. And I think he has a very safe floor and I I think that that's what I want Pat Fryermuth to be. Yeah, so Dushecki has four seasons in the NFL and he had thirteen more catches than Pat Fryermuth did last season. He had 280 yards more, but he also had five less touchdowns. And I mean, those, that's, you asked me, I mean, you asked me if Pat Fryerman's ceiling could meet, uh, Jacecki's last year, I would say absolutely. Right. But I mean, what I'm, but I'm, what my point is, is that Gasecki's already there. So we're kind of hoping Pat Fryermuth gets, he he has to at least exceed that. And I think he can. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely think he can. I think with a rookie campaign that I can actually sit there and compare and say the only place that Jacecki really kicked his ass was yards. And then I can also point to the fact that um, in Jacecki's rookie season, he had 22 catches and 202 yards and zero touchdowns. I would say, yeah, I, I'm liking the ceiling for Pat Fryermuth. I mean, I don't really care about the rookie season at this point, to be honest with you, that Gusecki had. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. But I mean, for me, I, I, I guess that's just where I'm at. We've, yeah. And That's to okay. say that you don't care about a couple hundred yards, I don't. I don't know if I believe that. I think that the couple hundred yards is probably a clear, um, a little oh, bit a, more of a clear picture than touchdowns. It's a big difference. I think that touchdowns could dip up and down more yep. than those. It's yards. more variable. Yep. So, I, I my I my know. point. I, I like Pat Fryermuth. It's it, but I know that if you sent me the trade for my Fryermuth for Gasecki, I'd be like, okay, I'll do this. Yeah. Yeah, my I like point. Pat Fryermuth. I like Fryermuth. <laughs> my only point was that you know, uh, if if uh, going back to the question, you know, can can Pat Fryermuth go beyond what Jacecki did last season? And all I was saying is, I feel good about that because in year one, it's comparable. So fast forward three years from now, I think Pat Fryermuth can beat Jacecki and what he did in twenty twenty one. Yeah, but. I, I mean, my point is, you think that even beat up Ben Roethlisberger, 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers, do you think Gusecki had that good of a situation in right. his rookie season? No. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, it, it's tough to compare that without looking no, I'm not all the variables. I'm, I'm not, not comparing the rookie season anymore. I'm not preparing the rookie season anymore. I'm comparing gotcha. rookie. I'm comparing a, a rookie season, which is the only context I have of Pat Fryermuth. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm comparing his one NFL season to Mike Jacecki's fourth season. So he had he had all of this time to elevate to 73 catches for 780 yards and two touchdowns. And mm-hmm. just going back to the original question, you said, can Pat Fryermuth do that in your mind? Like, is his ceiling yeah. beyond that? And I said, yes. And I'm basing right. it off of a very strong rookie contest that he uh, that he didn't even become the starter until halfway through the season. But I think that's what he has to do consistently. Oh, of course. Yeah. And, and, and for I, me, this, I'm going to just, I'm just, you don't believe he can. And I do done it. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm saying I, I don't care. I'm saying I'm going with the player <laughs> that's already done it versus like, 
yep. taking the risk on a rookie rookie crush. I mean, I'm just going with a guy that's doing it right now who's still pretty young at a breakout tight end age. I, I yeah, I, I can get totally behind Gusecki yeah, quest- as a buy. Fryermuth, I definitely want. But, yeah, dude, the, I, I don't think Pat Fryermuth is Rob Gronkowski. And I'm not saying you're saying that. I think he's I think he's more Mike Gusecki. I think that like sometimes we're we're shooting for the stars with some of these guys when like the moon is that seven to eight hundred yards from a tight end in a reasonable situation. You know what I mean? Kind of like I don't think that either of these guys we're referring to is a constant like mainstay tight end five or better. I think that seven eight hundred yards is pretty cool from these guys, and one of them's already doing it and. I feel like the changes that have happened in that offense, I'm a little bit more excited about than the ones I've seen in Pittsburgh. That's all. I like Fryermuth for Nero. No, you don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Not like, enough, clearly. Uh, man, I, I stick to players you know I like, I guess, or or man. I thought I thought you loved Fryermuth. <laughs> I, I just I just can't quite get with it. I, hey, I I'm on it. board, dude. I don't I, mind the value here. Yeah, I don't. I'm it's on, the player I'm on board. you compared him to. I'd rather have. That one is all. I, I I can get with it like as a buy compared to some of these guys, but I'm taking AJ Dillon before Fryermuth. So I didn't compare him. Just for the record, I gave you comparable values at uh, Dynasty Nerds, and I gave you four I four am, four names. I'm taking AJ Dillon over Pratt Fryermuth. Mm, I'm probably doing that as well. Yeah. So so I guess. It's, and that's somebody that, according to Dynasty Nerds, has less value at eight hundred and forty nine. And for me, even in a tight end premium, yeah, I'm probably doing that. Like that is a, that's just the way I'm geared to go. Yep, I'm probably doing that too. So I don't know, man. Tight ends are weird lately. Like for me and like my team builds, like unless we're in one of those crazy two tight end leagues, I'm just kind of gotten to this point where unless I have two studs, I just want like one tight end. I don't even care anymore in a weird way i'm like give me dallas goddard and daniel bellinger and i'm i'm fine just to see what happens in a weird way so that's one with me i i have another one i'm just gonna throw this out there i I feel like we're gonna disagree on this one a lot but i cannot get with the travis Etienne value it's fairly okay i feel like dynasty nerds is is a little bit more like on the right direction that I am on than the community or yeah. Dynasty Trades calculator. But I have concerns about Travis Etienne. And I'm taking, and these are just some players that we have on our show sheet with similar value, but I'm taking TJ Hawkinson over him. I'll take Mike Evans over him. I'll take Kelsey over him. I'll take AJ Dillon over Travis Etienne. Hmm. Can you explain um, just, you know, I, I I totally hear what you're saying as far as um, you know, Twitter being very high on him. He's the talk of town right now. And all he really did is show up healthy. Um, but just, can you, can you kind of like, there seems to be a gap there. Obviously you said nerds is a little closer. Like, can you, can you maybe give me a reason or two that you're, you're down on him? I mean, he's in an, a new offense. He's in a Doug Peterson offense. We've seen the rotation that he likes to run. Even You don't know who it's going to be. I mean, you guys have gotten excited about Boston frickin' Scott, who's not even on an NFL team right now because of Doug Peterson. Then you have the injury. The dude still has metal in his feet, his foot. You know, it's not fully prepared. You're going into a season where we 
we're about 95% sure he's not going to be 100% probably all season. We might not see. I feel like if you really watch some of the highlights that you're seeing out of camp, not highlights, but the film you see out of camp, if you really watch, you can see a little hobble in the step, which I think is completely understandable for a guy coming off a Liz Frank injury. But I have concerns with that injury and him coming back to the Travis ETN that people think he's going to be. Yes, he has a connection with Trevor Lawrence. People think James Robinson is just going away. Another interesting thing, like you, you see a lot, like anytime people are talking about James Robinson and they know he's going to be there, they mention Travis ETN. But if they mention Travis ETN, they're like, he's got the backfield to himself. No, he does not. Give me no one. Connor no one on has the, the backfield to themselves. Really. I, I'm with like, you there. I'm with you there. So. But the same with Travis Etienne. He has a proven talent in James Robinson once he's back off that injury. And Doug Peterson doesn't care about the draft capital that went into Travis Etienne. He cares about that. He, you know what I mean? I, I won't say Boston Scott again the rest of the show, but I'm just saying he doesn't care about the draft capital that another coach put into. He didn't care about the draft capital he put into the Eagles. He doesn't care about what another coach did to the Jags. I'm just saying that that value, man, like I feel like you could go a different direction. There's a lot of hype around Travis Etienne right now. If I had him on any of my teams, he would be a complete sell. All right, so the injury between James Robinson and Travis Etienne was significantly far apart, right? You had Travis Etienne get hurt before the season even started. Totally different injury as well. Um, not a doctor, so I'm not going to tell you which one's worse, but I, I can tell you getting hurt that late in the season where James Robinson got hurt, that's not Robinson a good thing. Robinson is on thing. a 9- to 12-month injury, and it happened, I believe, mid-December. Yeah, so that's so he's healthy again in December. He could be back in September. Yeah, I mean, that's nine months. Yeah, I'm just comparing the two recovery times. Like Travis Etienne's already had that nine months um, to recover and he's already on the field and he's already showing us what he has. I think this is this is this is something that was going to happen. Like Travis is going to get out there first. He's going to get the first team reps. He's going to be in training camp. Um, so I he do. has to take he has yeah. to take advantage of that. You know what I mean? Like we don't know that. I also don't know what Doug Peterson's going to do in this offense. I don't know. Um, I do understand your concerns and, and the tendencies that he, that he showed with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and I think that's valid. I'm not going to devalue that. But at the same time, it's a different team. It's a different coaching staff. It's a different running back. It's a different running back room, different quarterback. There's a lot of different things going on where I, I'm not convinced that I can tell you that he's going to run it exactly the way he ran it in Philly three or four years ago. So I think there's some doubt there for me. Um, so he's definitely the healthy back. We have to see what he's going to do. And I think people are getting carried away in June. I totally agree with you there. And that does probably for, um, for people who are skeptical, even a little skeptical, make him a sell because it's, it's crazy how what little information we have other than he was just out there has sparked this. Um, that being said, um, do you think that this is just the beginning of the rise of his value? Like when he's out there in a preseason game and runs a 40-yard touchdown off of a pass, will his value go even higher? He he needs success now. Um, in, he needs in games points in and your lineup to, to have that boost, honestly. Okay. Um, you, you think he's pretty much at his, his high value right now, and you recommend those who have him to uh, to cash out? 
to be fair to your questions, and you've mentioned 2.0 for Dynasty Nerds coming out, I believe there are going to be some value changes when that is updated, and I could see some of this changing on here. But as far as like com- consensus and community value and the way you're seeing that talk go, I don't think... I don't think it can get much more hyped. Gotcha. There'll be some I told you so's on some <laughs> plays that don't matter. Right. And you know what I mean? Yep. Some some camp stuff that doesn't matter. And I think this is it, man. I think that this is a great opportunity to get out of a situation that, like you said, there are some unknowns. I mean, why not? Completely honestly, like, give me Elijah Moore all day over Travis Etienne. Give me again. I'll I'll say his name again. T.J. Hawkinson all day over. You know what I mean? Like, well, you've heard me several times when given a choice between a player that I've actually seen play NFL games versus a player I haven't. That I'm going to lean with equal value to the player that's played every time. Yeah, I mean, I'll even somebody that I wasn't very high on last year that I'm really liking the situation this year. A thousand point difference. These are both rookies, about 700 points to be fair. But Travis Etienne, 2890 to Rashad Bateman's 2139. Give me Bateman there all day long. I don't even care. Like Travis Etienne is the next big mistake everybody's willing to make together. It's a lot of confidence for somebody you haven't seen play. I deserve that confidence. It's a lot of confidence. You've seen me play. And yeah, I just, I'm just I'm just wondering where I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> we don't all have the right takes. I, I'm I'm pretty sure with all the confidence that you have, you have the you also have the pride and respect for yourself to to agree that you've been wrong. Absolutely. And I'm just wondering where this confidence is coming from based on which is why I asked the early questions and you answered it already. You don't need to answer it again. But just the emphatic confidence that this guy can't be good. Can't be good is a far stretch than from what I said. He cannot. I have a problem with him returning the value versus you what you could trade him for today. And for how good glad will you said he that. be kind of good? Right. Quite honestly, like, is he going to be the guy right below him, Elijah Mitchell, and, and miss a few games every year because he's had injury history similar to this and give me... 10, 11 games a year. Like, we don't know who Travis Etienne is. He, honestly, like. Well, that's why I was just so asking there, you why you're that low like and you don't know who he is. He's a safe option for yeah. the value that's being into him. Yeah. I you feel really yourself. strongly about this. I'm happy to not have him on any of my teams. I get the Travis Lawrence and Travis Etienne. I get the draft capital that even the coach that isn't there, it, one of his only mistakes he admitted to was that he didn't know what to do when he was on the clock. So he took Travis Etienne. He admitted that after the draft, like even the coach that messed up admitted that. We just don't know, man. And I don't think, I mean, James Robinson is already running straight line. He could fight back, man. He's the proven talent on the team. I feel like this is 2021 all over again. And people are just getting rid of things they hate, man. And I don't know. It's it's the value I have a problem with. We don't know what Travis Etienne is going to do out the gate. And if James Robinson is beat up, give me some, I'll say again, give me Snoop Connor on the cheap. <laughs> Because he's going to be in that rotation unless they add somebody else. Right. On your waiver wires, folks. Snoop Connor. Those are my concerns, Finero. I knew we weren't going to agree on Travis Etienne. Oh, it's pretty hard to it's pretty hard to uh, argue with um, that his value is high and that you know 
you don't think he's going to return the value and we have three months to wait to find out. It's, just, it's all speculation to be honest. I mean, there's people that are like Travis ETN over Javante Williams. Easy. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're upset about most. I mean, you don't know. That's, that just, kind that's of an stuff. extreme case. Yeah. That's an extreme. I, case. I don't think you, I don't think you have to think the player is going to fail. Um, uh, I guess, it, I guess it really depends on, you know, what you think he has to do this season to return the value. He has to be RB one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you have you have a better shot of being right then. If that's if the, if those are the parameters. Yeah. AJ I mean, Dillon wasn't close. an RB one. He has to be within like one to two points of a weekly average of somebody like Javante Williams and Najee Harris. He has to be like. Yeah, he might. He, he probably won't live up to that coming off of an injury. Correct. That's what he has to do. Yeah. In in, in his first season back in his in a very young career. Um, yeah. he probably will, he probably will not return that value. And, and then in my opinion, there's absolutely no reason to spend that on him today. And there's no reason to hold that. If you could go potentially make your lineup better today and go get James ETN at the end of the season, go get James ET, Travis ETN. <laughs> okay. But it's just saying, yeah, I can't get with it. Yep. I hear you. I'm glad we talked that through because it comes across as, um, it needs more, it needs more clarity at least. And I think our, I, maybe our listeners got it before I did, but you just seen when you were comparing them to, to players much further down the list, I think it was, it was confusing. Um, I was hearing that you just like those players better in general. And I think, I think when you, you, you bake in the, the value and what you think he could return in value, um, it's a lot more understandable to, uh, to get your argument. I mean, by the time Travis Etienne hits, Elijah Moore and Rashad Bateman will have more value than him. I love it. You're all all over Bateman. That was like your your 2021 hatred. I mean, I think you have to. He he showed well. Well, the situation changed immensely. Marquise yes. Brown's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to change. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I I drafted Rondell Moore. Yeah, but in all fairness, you got out of every single Rondell Moore that you owned at at kind of this point where you knew you could at value. Well, that's just it. Like fantasy football to me, Fanero isn't about hitting on Travis Etienne. It's about getting out of him before everybody else wants to. That's how you build a team is like getting out before everybody else wants to. Once everybody wants to get out of a player, it's over. You can't get out of you anymore, even if they're giving you the production. Once everybody wants out, it's over. So, yeah. Sorry, Fanero. You're going to hate me by the end of the show. It's a love hate. What about Devonta Smith? How are you feeling about Devonta Smith valued at 3,083? He is the one, two, three, four, five, sixth rookie on the list we have tonight. No quarterbacks, folks, but sixth player after Jamar Chase, Najee Harris, Javante Williams, Kyle Pitts, Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith. I mean, being a Devonta Smith owner, uh, you know that I, was drafting him before Waddle in in so many rookie drafts last season and regretting that after both of their rookie seasons. But still always like, and this could be just carrying a torch for my decision, still saying, you know, we're overlooking the, the rookie season that Devontae Smith had. It was a very good rookie season. But the A.J. Brown thing's a killer. And anybody who lies to themselves and says it's not or it's going to help Devontae Smith is just feeling, you know, trying to make themselves feel better. I mean... If it was Aaron Rodgers out there, maybe um, I could make an argument where there's enough 
you know, there's enough passing, you know, efficiency, there's enough accuracy, there's enough, not this guy. And this sucks. Uh, I've had more people trying to get my Devonta Smith on the cheap than all of last season where most people weren't even coming near me because they knew I was high on him and I felt good about his rookie season. Um, that signing in particular cannot be good for Devonta Smith's value. I didn't feel good about it. You're really high on Cortland Sutton. Would you rather have Sutton or Devonta Smith? Sutton. What's the difference there? Pick-wise, sorry. Like value. What makes up the difference to make that trade? Oh. Um, hmm. Second? <laughs> yeah, second no, it was weird. Smith a a second Sutton. seemed a lot because I, I don't feel like, because, you know, we're playing the value game. There's there's a lot of people who can't decide whether it's Sutton or Judy. And some people are big on Sutton. Some people want Judy. I have both on every single team, one or the other. And I still don't even know. Um, so the second feels rich because I don't feel like there's clarity there. Um, but that would get, I think that would get it done. Um, but for me, like it's between a second and a third. Can I say that? It's somewhere in that range for sure. So you're giving you me a third it. back with your Sutton is what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I would, that's about like the second felt a little much, but mm -hmm. also that's keep in mind, AJ one. Brown it's actually gets a trade that I'd kind of looked at. So I kind of wanted, mm. I want to know how you felt about that. Keep in mind too, like there's, and this is, again, this is probably me carrying the torch and just hoping for something, but you know, Maybe one of the reasons that Tennessee felt comfortable with that trade is this AJ Brown's inability to stay healthy. You know, there's a factor there yeah. too for Devonta Smith or an ease of buy, ease of sell. Like who knows? Like there could be, there could be an opportunity, even though I hate the situation. Um, and I know, I know that, you know, Jalen Hurts could possibly take, you know, another step forward. Devonta I don't think Smith film looked good. It does, dude. Last he looks year. like a great wide receiver. He does. It, I, I, but anybody who's being honest with themselves just knows that this hurts. It just hurts. It, it, Elijah not just Moore his or Devonta Smith? Elijah Moore. Same. Yeah. And he's got funny, 2, right? Six hundred value. And he just got 3, and he just got a wide receiver added to his team that was drafted in the top ten of this year's draft. Interesting. Interesting that I snapped to say Elijah Moore though. Very interesting. I agree with you though. Because what Zach Wilson showed you. Does you know what I mean? Like as much as you might want to like him, there's nothing on he tape did well to say. That second half a little bit, and Elijah Moore was a part of it. Yeah, no, I hear Not you. I'm just saying, half, but the last third, <laughs> I'm just surprised by my own reaction to that because you could, you could that that's a fun debate. To be honest with you, I think it is a fun debate. They're both in in very similar situations for very different reasons. <laughs> yeah, should we talk about Kadarius Tony and Amon Ra St. Brown? I definitely want to talk about Amon Ra. Amon St. Brown. See, I basically don't feel like I even have to talk about Tony because I know you will. <laughs> well, I just and think it's, it's stupid that he has more value <laughs> than half the people on this list under him, let alone Amon Ross St. Brown, yeah. who showed him how to play football last year. Amon Ross St. Brown or Chase Claypool? Amon Ra. Amon Ra or Tyler Lockett? Amon Ra. Amon Ra or as that's a huge Stroke. age thing. I'm a huge ageist, guys. I'm, I think Tyler Lockett's got. Oh, some I'm going there without there. Russell Wilson. Hell yeah, dude! I'm going Amon Ra. Yeah. Amon Ra or Isaiah Spiller. Amon Ra. Amon Ra or because that's me, that's me just taking like a mid second for uh -huh. Amon uh -huh. Ra, and I, I like getting Isaiah Spiller a lot. But who was the next one? Amon Ra or Miles Sanders? Amon Ra. Yeah. So they're all comparable at the the same range. Uh, Amon Ra has 1,197 points. You know what I think Amon Ra is? 
Amon Ra is a consistent wide receiver too on your fantasy squad year in and year out. Yeah, I think so too. That's got some. That's got some value there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there'll be that, ebbs man. and flows. Like he's gonna oh, yeah. have some weeks where he's like wide receiver forty eight, and people are gonna be like, "See, I told you." You know what else he might uh, might ebb and flow for him? QB. What if he gets a better QB next season? And I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying helps. to rip on golf. I'm not trying to rip on golf. But there's a decent opportunity. Oh, you don't. You don't think a better QB helps? I'm not saying he won't get one, but I don't know if that'll help him. I'm, oh, I'm okay. very confident in Amon Ross St. Brown. His floor with is so Jared high. Goff for 2022. I am because too. Of, because of the way Jared Goff plays and what we we saw the beginning of Cooper Cup with Jared Goff, whether mm-hmm. we want to believe it or not. Cooper Cup was Cooper Cup long before Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford just finished it off. So, and we already saw this start with Amari, or Amari, mm-hmm. Amon Ross St. Brown last year. The targets he was getting, I know people are like, oh, it was the last six weeks, but he was starting to get a decent target share throughout the season as early as week four and five. Don't need to go into all that. But but yeah, I think that Jared Goff likes that area of the field and the slot receiver. He likes tight ends. And I think that I think that that'll benefit. We could say, yeah, but if he gets a rookie, they like to throw to that area of the field too. But I think Amon Ross St. Brown and him proving himself with Jared Goff through that time, yeah, I think that I feel good about Jared Goff and Amon Ross St. Brown. And that has nothing to do with me saying we're not getting a new quarterback. I'm saying who knows, man. You know what I mean? By that time, we might be just like looking at DJ Shark and Jameson Williams and hoping that Amon Ross St. Brown becomes Hunter Renfro. And that's what I'm looking at is that role for Amon Ross St. Brown. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean – he he uh, definitely got a value that was beyond what I wanted to pay at one point. Um, it got it got ridiculous, and and as you had commented way back then when it was happening, you said just wait, it'll come down. Just wait, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna talk about how you know ex- uh, talk about various different reasons. Um, they're gonna talk about how Hawk was hurt. They're gonna talk about how Swift wasn't out there. They're gonna talk about that. They're gonna talk about drafting a wide receiver. Then they're gonna draft a wide receiver. Then wait till you see where his value goes. Then that's what I really love right now about Amon Ra. Not only that he could be a dependable wide receiver too. For my fantasy squad, but I can also get him at a discount right now. Yeah, and he's in this can. nice little sweet spot, dude. If you look at the, all those names I gave you, I'm on board 100% with every one of your answers. I would have taken him over every one of those players we just mentioned. Yeah. Now, I will say this, and a lot of people don't play standard anymore. But I will tell you my feelings would change in the standard format. If I'm not getting that PPR, I think that that could dip him from like that wide receiver two area that you mentioned and I'm with you on to wide receiver three, wide receiver Mm -hmm. four. And then he would need the yards and the touchdowns. Right. So if it's not PPR, I'm not quite as interested. I like what Detroit is doing, Swags. I really do. I think they're they're really building something over there and you can tell that. Um, that coach is going to be there for quite some time and inspire his players. Uh, they're making good draft picks. Um, hopefully they won't be making these high draft picks for your team for the next five years. But um, I know you love the Jameson Williams pick. Uh, I think that they've just done really, really sound um, work as far as general manager and, and coach. And I, I think it's really going to come together for them in a way where we look at them this season and really see it like on tape where the needle's pointing up. Yeah. But Kadarius phony <laughs> being above Amon Ra, 
by nearly 200 points, Swags. You know that stood out. Yeah. I Yeah. I, I Like I said, I knew I didn't have to put it on my list to talk about. What else is on your list? I have a guy that <laughs> has 715 points. So we're not talking about, you know, a top player here. But I think it's 715 points too many. <laughs> uh, comparable players to Ramadre Stevenson with 715 points or Hunter Renfro. I'll take him. Juju, I'll take him. Ayuk, I'll take him. Hell, Christian Kirk has 656 points, uh, which is below Ramondre Stevenson. I'll take him. <laughs> I I just, I mean, New England drafted like 20 running backs during the NFL draft. I think they have like 400 running backs on the roster. But in all seriousness, all seriousness Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris were drafted in the fourth. And Ramondre Stevenson was a fourth-round pick, so... One of those two guys can't win this starting this this backup role. Um, James White is still there. Damian Harris is the lead back. Uh, I don't know. I probably Damian Harris is a low key like go out and try to s- throw a couple cheap offers. Yeah, man. For Damian Nobody Harris likes Damian Harris. It's like cheap yeah. production. You're never yep. going to gain value on Damian Harris. Just so you <laughs> no. know, but that's <laughs> but you can put points right in there. your lineup. Yep, uh, yep, cheap production. Perfectly said. Yeah, dude, I just, I, 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 I'm not a New England running back guy, period, but, um, Ramondre Stevenson, 715 points, uh, puts him in. Ryan Robinson over him. Ooh, I think I would too, dude. Right? Yeah, I think I would too. Points. I think there's a lot of players I would take over Ramondre Stevenson at all fair. Give me another one. I, I, oh, I got one. I got one. I got one. Michael Carter. That's tough. Yeah, I knew that one was going to be tough. That's tough. I'm also not taking <laughs> Tony Pollard over. Oh, I'll take I uh, will. Ramondre Stevenson over Pollard. No, nope, I'll take Pollard. That was easy for me. I'll take Pollard. Nah. I got another one you won't want. Kenneth Gainwell. No, probably not. Yeah. So y- you can dig maybe, deep. Maybe. Maybe. You can dig deep. How about... Um, maybe. Here's, here's almost... This is very similar value. Rondell Moore or Ramondre Stevenson? Stevenson. <laughs> Unless unless you I'm in a league that, that likes to trade a lot, then I'll take Rondale Moore because I know that there's a sucker in every league that wants Rondale Moore. They're hard to find, dude. They're you want too to much. Find. They're hard to find. You want too much. I have no Rondale Moore. Just get rid of him. Third. What's what's the what offers have been rejected? Super quick, Fanero. Like what oh my God, ballpark. Like what are you trying to get? I don't remember. These are like all in draft like well the ones that I remember were in draft. So I got I know I know I got a second for him in a draft with you. I'd be happy to get a second for him. Yeah, so would I. That's not asking too much. I'm not trying to get a first, I'll tell you that. But a third, I think I might sit and wait. But you would tell me, okay, now you just lost your third, dude. I don't know. I think I'd try to manipulate a player trade with Rondale Moore, to be honest with you. I don't know exactly what it is. I'd probably go to the Kyle Murray team first that's what i like to do a lot maybe they want the stack and i'd probably see what else they have there's some positive camp bus earlier this week that they said that they really want to try to get rondale more more involved this year uh, so uh, i don't know man <laughs> i feel like there's a lot of rondale more people out there still they just don't like to talk about it as much maybe i'm wrong okay yeah i, I was uh you 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 helped me get off that train early, so I'm I'm thankful for the the trades I have been able to make. But I feel like a vast majority of the the replies I'm getting, whether he's mixed into a trade or he's straight up, or um, I'm trying to get 
you know, utilize him to move into a, a yeah, rookie draft is... You know, we've been crapping on him No, it's just the same thing over and over again. I'm not high on Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore is not my guy. Ron, you know, I don't like Rondell Moore. That's what I hear over and, and over And then you're, like, kind of disappointed, but you also <laughs> respect them more. <laughs> there you go. It's like, damn, it's me either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he might be a perfect example of what you were trying to say earlier with Travis. Um, you know, I don't think you want... I, I think you still think there's more people out there to like them. I think there's there's less people than you think. Um, but this is an example of kind of what you were saying. It's like there was an opportunity a long time ago uh, that you identified, that you had decided that Rondell Moore was not your guy. And that was months and months and months ago when he probably could have – you probably could have maybe even got your first pack. And now, you know, we're looking at between a second and a third, like you're happy to get a second. Like, I did, I don't know. And then that, these are just picks. Like, again, like, that's why I can't remember and answer your question. I mean, they, they were, it was probably a player for a player. It was probably somebody that I thought somebody else was low on that I could, that I could lift. Mm-hmm. And the answer I was always getting was, don't like Rondell Moore. He's not my guy. I'll tell <laughs> you. And I know that you didn't say anything close to this, but just in case people are wondering, I think Travis Etienne will help a lot more teams for a lot longer than Rondale Moore. Gotcha. Rondale Moore is like going to be like Taven Austin. He'll be getting paid. He's going to make a career. He's going to be mm. just fine. You'll see him around a while, but at a certain point, it's not going to be on your fantasy rosters. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really not, man. I've been warning you guys for like a year and a half, it seems like. Not really, but. Yeah, that would be impossible. I've <laughs> been warning you for like four years. <laughs> just wait. Will Fuller. It was shortly after his big week because he had one week. Um, I remember that episode where we were talking about him and, and Dave Christian was with Kirk us screen. at the time. <laughs> yeah, Dave, Dave was with us at the time. And I remember because Dave was huge on him. And I remember saying, I own Rondell Moore in a lot of leagues because of Dave. And and at the time, we were all feeling Rondell Moore because it was a small sample size. I think it was only four games in when he had that big game. And then it was no more than three or four games later, which is why I thought it was a snap judgment on your part that you were off. So, like, by midseason, you were completely off him. And some of us hold on to that one game. Some of us say, but he flashed. You'll hear that a lot. I saw it. Man, you hear it a lot. Same thing. Yep, same thing. Yep. I saw it. Like there's something there. Like you're you're letting go too but soon. But they didn't see it because I went back and watched it. And it which wasn't one, that Tony or the the Rondell um, Moore? The Rondell Moore. Mm. If they're saying they saw it, there's. I mean, there was Got nothing it. to see. They're just looking at I think numbers. That week was like three catches or something, wasn't it? Three or four. It was. There was nothing to see. It was a broken play, and it ended with a screen set by Christian Kirk. There was there was literally nothing to see. It was just pure luck. <laughs> So if they're saying they saw it, they're just looking at the the stats, the points, right. the yep, that's, points. They're that's not even certainly looking at possible. The three receptions, yep. I think it was. Yeah, it's certainly possible. I'm I'm not looking at it. Are you? I'm, I'm curious here if I'm right. The whole I'll find time. it for you. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm finding it for you. So I, I, I your memory's way better than mine. That's why I look a lot of shit up. And but. it was a huge broken play though, and like it right. really was nothing special. You know, yeah. it was that I won't be able to find for you. <laughs> If it was a broken play. I'll find it. I'm halfway there. More than halfway there. I mean the broken play. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, it's not too hard to find. Well, I mean, just look up Rondell Moore highlights from 2021. I think there's one. (laughs) It was week three. No, it wasn't. I'm having a hard time even finding it, dude. That's how good his stats are. Like His stats are so good that... Yeah, they're not good. 
There's a five for oh okay there it is. I'm There's a seven for one fourteen in week two. Seven for one fourteen and a touchdown. Yeah, so seven seven receptions. It's a little bit more than three. Yeah, seven receptions on eight tar <laughs> eight targets too. Um, and then in the Seahawks game week eleven, he had eleven targets and caught eleven balls. Um, so that's pretty good. But that's literally it. I yeah, mean, I literally the receptions. Yeah, no, the receptions after that are four, two, like three, five. I literally three, two. just shit on him and said that it was three receptions. But I mean, yeah, I still just don't care. <laughs> you know, and people hate to hear it, I but like it's a huge size care. thing at five eight. Yeah, Rondell Moore is five seven. Mind you, at five eight, James Crow- Jameson Crowder is the most success- successful five eight or taller or shorter. Excuse me, NFL player, Jameson Crowder. It's just a fact. Like, we can MFL. sit here and be like, well, maybe he's going to be an outlier. Maybe <laughs> he is. That's awesome. Get out now at that. You know, it's right. too late, you said, but. MFL gave him one more inch. He's 5'9 on MFL, but I don't I don't know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's wow. how impressed you are with that inch. I don't know, man. An inch can I make feel a difference. Like maybe, I feel like maybe Rondale Moore knows something and he invested in the MFL and he's like, dude, but maybe yeah. give me a couple more inches or something. Like, Elijah Moore Elijah Moore is five nine as well. Yeah, look at those look at a picture of those two next to each other if you can find it and tell me they're the same size. Apparently only four pounds difference. I don't know. There's a lot of uh, a lot of wiggle room in this stuff, but yeah. Anywho. Anywho <laughs> Finero. Yes. We've we've went through this class pretty good. We hit some guys. We randomly crapped on a few. We did. Maybe give me some Terrace Marshall, especially if Robbie Anderson retires on the cheap. He's an afterthought. Don't go spend a lot. He's valued at 351. What about Khalil Herbert, dude? Hmm. Not interested? He's the back he's the immediate backup to David Montgomery. He had four games last season, which the average made of an RB anywhere between RB thirteen and RB eighteen, whether you're standard or PPR. And as soon as Montgomery was, back yeah, no, that's game. fine. We're talking about a backup for free. Yeah, I mean, he's got eighty points. I'm not talking about a starter. I'm talking about a backup. If he's I the immediate the backup, dude. Scenario, yeah, I don't know. Na- I name one more running back. Name one more running back on Chicago. Uh, they they signed somebody recently. I, I get it, dude. But yeah, it depends on what you want. I think he should be at Depends. least the value of uh, Alex Madison, at least, which is which, which is double his value. Yeah, I, I, I don't have him on any teams either. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it, I'm not a handcuffed person as well. But uh, all right, so so would you rather have Keontae Ingram or Khalil Herbert? Um, Cole Beasley or Khalil probably, Herbert? Probably Ingram. Denzel Mims or Khalil Herbert? Herbert and to both those last ones. Yeah. Yeah, I get that for around that price. Sure. If I have Dave Montgomery, I don't mind like exploring that. Yeah, I, I don't hate it in that aspect for Nero. I feel like, and I could be completely wrong. I, I, I have not tested the waters on this, so I'm talking out my ass. But I feel like he's going to be one of those players that I like offer you what I feel like you should accept. And you're going to all of a sudden that. like have a reason to hate David Montgomery. And <laughs> I want a second or I'm hanging on to him. It's just like, well, hold him, dude. Cause that's crazy talk. Like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I already know the answer to this, but I figure I'll just for our listeners, I'll throw it out there. Uh, also equal value. Hassan Haskins or Khalil Herbert. I'm taking Haskins. Yeah. I figured you are. Yeah. Jarrett Patterson or Khalil Herbert. I'll take Herbert there, okay. definitely. With yeah, I, w- I would to too. Washington. I would absolutely yeah. take Herbert for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you there. 
I just thought he was a solo dude. Just, and I think you're right. I think you nailed it though. I don't care what his value is. Whoever has him isn't letting them go at that value. And that's the problem. If I can offer you, low. like, I mean, you're not going to, do I give you a fourth? Cause that's about all I care. Yeah. I know this game well enough. Oh, I would give a third know. all day for Khalil Herbert. Here's the problem though, Fenero. I know this game well enough to know that I'm going to be desperate sometime in the season and I can do better with my third. That might be, yeah, Herbert. I got you. Yep, That's my enough. problem. Like, sure, like, I'll shit thirds all day long. Ew. You know what I mean? But I, I don't, I don't, I just feel like, yeah. Are they like, running? I, I, I don't know, dude. Give me AJ Green for a third. Mm. I'd rather have that. And I know that that's a complete, like, expiring yeah. so stock. You're, but you just buying some points. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I got you. I'm not buying hope. Yeah. Not I'll, for a I'll, third. Yeah, I'll take the backup running back, the immediate backup running back. I just feel like in season there's going to be some things that flash that, like, if it's got a 2023 behind it, I can do decent with it. I don't know. I hear you, though. Maybe a throw-in type situation. Fenero, I know you have some final thoughts. I wanted to mention one of my problems that I've been having in recent drafts where I have, like, let's say I'm at mid-round in the second and my guys are between literally Damian Pierce and Isaiah Spiller, I'm stuck. I'm taking Spiller first to, to, to clarify that part, but not by much. And I don't feel great about it. And I want that next pick so bad to try to get Damian Pierce. I want both those guys so bad. <laughs> I feel like one way you can try to take advantage of your rookie drafts is to pound some of those running backs through that area. The Isaiah Spillers, the, the Brian Robinsons that we mentioned, some of those guys, Damian Pierce through that area, get like three or four of those guys, Hassan Haskins, and you're going to profit at some point. One of those running backs is going to pay for all three or four of them. Crazy as that sounds, at some point, one of them will pay for all of them. If not two of them, even if you want to trade and get out of it. I have a lot of buyer's remorse because of all the, every time I had that choice, I went Pierce a hundred percent of the time. And in nine leagues, I really wish I had pivoted just once or twice even. A little bit. Get a just little once Spiller. or twice, yeah. Because Spiller and Pierce, like you nailed it, those two in particular. I think Rashad White is in that group, but I don't like him as much as those two. Others do. There's plenty of others that do. I feel like um, Rashad Price. White might have to wait a little longer than Yeah, and then Davis Price in the San Francisco backfield. No, thank Zimir you. Samir White, I feel like, might have to wait a little longer mm-hmm. than we He's think. He's cheaper than, than Spiller and, and Pierce. But I've still the second before. round. Still the second. Really? Yeah. Not on occasion. one of my drafts. Yeah. Going on before. occasion. Yep. Yeah. Might be Georgia love. There's some Georgia yeah. fans out there. So. so just wanted to throw that out there and just kind of say, you know, don't be afraid to pound a few of those running backs. If you can trade like into that, that draft and get a few of them and, and just hang on to them. It is all yours for Some final thoughts. We haven't had final thoughts in a while. Yeah, and they're usually they don't have to be deep, and and I, I was I was gonna go like uh, with just like enjoy this time in between the season, you know, and 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 try not to get you know like oh this is the boring part. Nah, nah, nah. I was gonna go there, but I'm gonna go deep. We all have our fears. Every one of us are fearful. We have all kinds of reasons to fear things, but instead of denying our fears, try this: just say them out loud, acknowledge them, admit them, give them some credit. The credit they deserve. Don't get macho and say they're not that big of a deal or worse, get paralyzed and deny them and their existence. Uh, if you do that, you kind of just abandon your ability to overcome those fears. So give your obstacles credit. 
And when you find the, and you, and you will find the courage to overcome them by giving them that credit. And so for that reason, if you are afraid to join a campus to Canton league and you think it's too challenging and too much work, think you might suck at it even. You might, but you also might just have a ton of fun. So try something new, try something challenging, go to campus to Let this amazing site help you learn. And while you're at it, while you're signing up, use promo code FEVER and save 10%. You will not regret it. It's an awesome site. Uh, I think when people hear Campus to Canton, they only hear the campus part. There is a ton of great information uh, that can help you in Dynasty, that can help you in Redraft, you name it. So if you're in a lot of different leagues, the site's going to help with those too. Take a look at it. Go to campus to Canton.com. Tell them Rookie Fever sent you by using promo code FEVER and save 10%. Love it. Love it. Use code fever. And if you're feeling like a overachiever, we've talked about dynasty nerds a lot this year, this show as well. And we'll talk about them this year. <laughs> we have a symbol for you code fever there as well. And then go five star review the fever as well. And that is rookie fever. Yeah. At rookie fever on Twitter. He is at Mark TV. I am at swagzilla zero G. Fenero, this is another great show. What are and we are out. When you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. Fever in the morning, fever all through the night. Sun lights up the daytime, moon lights up the night. I light up when you call my name, and you go. Something you all know Fever isn't such a new thing Fever started long ago now Who got the one-on-one scouting has never done this to be and run I told you anyone Size and speed just unreal Landing spot not ideal Wait, what's this break out A full rookie fever stage Romeo loved Juliet Juliet, she felt the same When he pulled his arms around her He said, Julie, baby, you're my friend I'll give a fever When we kiss it Fever with our plan in you Fever I'm a fire Fever, yeah, I burn for soon Cause I got the fever, now you got the fever, so she got the fever, and he got the fever. No cure for the fever, so let's beat the fever. Thank God for the fever. Thank God for the fever.